This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Mike Talks. This is, you know, just a little casual chat with a friend. That's what Mike Talks is. It's a bonus edition of the podcast. Just a bunch of bonus content for you. If you want more bonus content, patreon.com slash radiomike. Go and support us there. Helps us continue bringing this content to you. Uh, My guest on Mike Talks this time is my good friend, Mikey D. You may be familiar with Mikey D for a bunch of his incredible... Uh, TikTok videos uh, and musical comedy over on Instagram. We were also official water slide ambassadors of Adventure Park Geelong uh, last year on the podcast. You've been listening for a while. Had a great chat with Mikey D here about all things content creation, TikTok influences, trying to make money uh, off content, as well as our thoughts on um, whether TikTok audiences are sustainable. Plus, we just talk about our experience growing up in Italian families and uh, just some more general chit-chat around anxiety and life. Really enjoyed this and what I want Mike Talks to be moving forward is, yeah, just casual conversations with friends like this. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Mikey D. Welcome to Mike Talks, the sometimes bonus edition of my podcast that I sometimes do when I sometimes have time. Guess what, guys? I fucking got time. And Mikey D does as well, so he's here. Mikey, how are you, man? I forced you to do this with me. Did you? Yeah, well, like, I dropped... It was first, it was dropping hints, like, hey, man, get me back on the pod. And then it was like, hey, let's schedule a time and come on the pod. And then it was, yeah. I want to be on your pod. When are we doing it? Well, we're here now. So glad to This be is your here. big chance. Show everyone show everyone what you're all about. I'm just Don't. excited to be a bonus episode. You're not you. impressing anyone so far. Well, no, I'm joking. That's, that's subjective. <laughs> I just wanted to start first and foremost. Yeah. I love when we talk seriously and then it always ends up going into a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do. <laughs> May I start with some candor by saying... I was having a conversation with one of my other creative friends today. Name them. Uh, his name was Morning Maxwell, a uh, music producer. Yes. And we were just chatting about the groups of people we have around us. Yeah. And it's cool because I was reflecting on my friends afterwards and you came into my noggin. Mm. And it was nice to have you as a guy that I can look to as someone that's creatively doing what you're doing and making a life for it and living a pretty successful one. And it was cool to have that as like, Oh, I can do that for as long as I want to. Cause Mike's doing it and he's still confident and comfortable with where he's at. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. Oh, thanks man. Besides us both being anxious boys. Yeah. It's nice to have friends like you that are inspiring, but also willing to help. You know what I mean? Likewise, man. And like, for those who don't know, Mikey D, most listeners of 20th Century Boy and Harry Potter and the Boys will know you. One for Water Slide Ambassadors. That was you, of course, course. and you organised our last, probably this time last year, mm. we went to Adventure Park Geelong to be official water park ambassador. No, unofficial? No, official. we're official. Don't you? Yeah, we were official. Official. Don't you preface it with that ever again. Official water slide ambassadors at Adventure Park Geelong, and there was an episode of the pod about it. And then Harry Potter and the Boys, you've been a guest on like probably one or two times as well. Yeah. So, 
awesome, man. Just once, just to let you know. It's just no, it's t- it's definitely twice. I don't think have I Harry. I dressed up once. Yeah, but you came on again. I came to your house. I drove to your house. In we like, did. Oh, we did too. Yeah, yeah. Point Cook. Yeah, I came to Point Cook and we did an episode there. Wow, and it was the one with um. The Australian Hogwarts school. Oh, there was the, so many sea bombs. There was a lot episode. of sea bombs in that episode. Um, but that's really nice, man. Yeah, it is actually. It's really interesting because, like me, basically, I moved into this apartment and it's got a pool and sauna, right? <laughs> the bu- the building, not the apartment. Yeah, and it's a really good excuse to hang out with friends, but not have to like travel very far because I don't drive anymore. Yeah, so it's just annoying for me to go anywhere. So every maybe. Four weeks, three or four weeks, Mikey D comes over. We have a pool sesh. We we talk everything about work, personal lives, chicks. relationships, chicks. <laughs> and then we have a sauna. And then we chill on the balcony. Last uh, last time you were here, you had a cup of uh, honey and chamomile tea on my balcony. Really good. It was the last one. Did you stock up for me tonight? No, I didn't. We might have oh, to go to Coles after recording this. Yeah, but, please. But, like, tell people, like, what you, what's your kind of content goal like what you make you make some really good content um particularly like all your musical comedy stuff that's very auntie donna-esque like what are your what's your current (laughs) goal content wise so funny you ask because i was just on a phone call with my dad minutes before i came here and he was like, what's your content goal? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Dad, I'm going for something niche. Uh, I, um, we were just talking about DJing and Dad was like, you can't do that forever. You know that, right? Which mm. is a great thing for my dad to say because it's accurate. Um, really? I guess you can't do it when you're like 60, but you could probably do it till you're 40. Maybe. He made a good point because Dad used to do performing when we were younger, when we were kids. He'd sing and he'd, um, he'd also DJ occasionally. What kind of singing? Like pub pub covers that like, kind of like with a guitar yeah oh cool and so dad would do that but it's late nights as a father when you've got young kids it doesn't really work out so mm. he's coming from the point of that but it was a great question because i ask that all the time because i have no clue like as you've known me for coming on seven years now yeah you've probably seen me switch lanes a thousand times because i genuinely have no clue as a creator not necessarily switch lanes, but just like you do a lot of versatile content, which is good. Mm. Like you were doing like a lot of that really, I encourage everyone to go on Mikey D's TikTok or Insta to see all those like really highly produced um, uh, musical comedy sketches. Yeah. As well as then for a bit, you were just doing the, um, what's that instrument called? The MIDI keyboard? The melodica. The melodica yeah. and like playing songs on the melodica, but they were really funny and well produced as well. So I guess you. like it's not I guess it's changing lanes, but it's all still just making fun content that's funny and often musical as well. Yeah. So I guess yeah, like is that what what's your goal for twenty twenty three? I would love to keep on creating in some sort of musical way. I'm DJing full time at the moment, which allows me to have so much time to create within the weeks. Mm. I think the musical content's difficult because you've got to flesh out the song flesh out the music video for the song and then record it all and then edit the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm such a perfectionist with every single part of that journey mm. that I want the song to be fully mixed and mastered before I get onto the... Everything else. To the everything else. Yeah. And then, you've, as you mentioned, like it's pretty highly produced, the, the videos. I Like Tom Cardi, I admire so much for just being in his studio... They're subtitled. It's mildly edited, but not anything insane. Mm. And he can do that for the rest of his days without breaking a full sweat. 
mm. bar the musical creation because he's song creation, like production-wise, is fantastic. Mm. But mine kind of hinges on the editing being so good because I'm not a musician by trade. Like, I just like making music. Yeah. What, um, yeah. What do you think... We've talked a lot about um, perfectionism and anxiety in our work. What do you, Where do you think it spurs from and what are your assessments of your perfectionism? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> it's like the biggest hinder for me. Yeah. I get petrified, not as much on the perfectionism side of the question, but more on like the... I don't know, the content creation world. I get terrified when things go well for me. Yeah, okay. Terrified. Like, give an example. Like, that Mario video that I released with me dressed as Mario and, like, 20 of my friends dressed as Mario. Yeah. Chasing Warrior down the streets. Millions of views. Millions of views. Many followers. Terrified me. You just freak out. I I delete TikTok for months on end after that. That's true. We were talking about this in the pool last time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it hasn't gone away. But why do you think that 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 happens? I think it becomes real. I love the idea of, you know, those creators that they say, oh, I just made this in my mum's basement. Yeah. And then I blew up overnight and now I'm worth millions and I've got millions of followers. That sounds so easy and so nice. Mm. And that also makes it feel so real to me when things start blowing up. I go, oh God, am I going to blow up overnight? Is, yeah. is this my life now? What yeah. if I don't want to do Mario content for the rest of my life? Yeah. Uh, so I just back away. It was funny in the pool last time, which we're kind of now sort of having a reiterated version of that, which is fine. But um, we were talking about how to a lot of people, like it seems like people blow up overnight. Yeah. But yeah. then we were saying like, you know, I think um, my mate Luke Kidgel, have you met Luke before? Never met Luke. Okay, so, you know, he's gotten so big on TikTok and he's Huge. doing, like, international tours and stuff now. Super funny guy. And I guess, like, if you just found out about him today, mm. you could be like, oh, he just popped up overnight. But I actually don't think that... I mean, it's, it is kind of real, but I don't think... I think overnight sensations aren't actually overnight sensations all the time. Like, if you look at someone like Luke, six years ago he was doing a radio show with Lewis with me panelling it Mm. back in Triple M modern digital days, which you did a bit of as well. Yeah. And it's like, that was six years ago and he wasn't as big as he is now then. So, do you know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah, and he was YouTubing and still doing his comedic... Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, it's like... And then even... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other examples. Well, Auntie Donna's a huge one. They've been at it for, what, nine years? Yeah. And then they popped up with a Netflix special, which a lot of people would have known them for. That would be their first exposure to a lot of people. But I was yeah. watching them when they, like, were really small on YouTube. Yeah. I went to some of their really early sh- I, I was talking to Broden the other night because I... Fi- Such a flex in front of me because I just love that. <laughs> have you not met Auntie Donna? I've met them individually occasionally. Yeah. But I could never just be like, yeah, I met Broden because oh. I freak out when I see them. Right, no, it's yeah. not a flex because, like, I still <laughs> think Broden's super cool, but yeah. sometimes I'll just DM him on. Like, they were go their podcast just got went over to listener, yes, they um, did, and yeah. Broden like got in touch with me asking for advice around, you know, going over to listener, which I told him I thought it was a good idea for them. Yeah, um, but Way some to cover yourself. So, sometimes <laughs> we just DM on Insta and stuff. And yesterday I found this really old photo from, like, 2014, I'll show you it, of yeah. me with Auntie Donna at, like, a really early Auntie Donna costume before I, like, worked in radio or anything like sure. that, before I was RM and I was just M. <laughs> <laughs> just 
normal M, NM. Just a quick um, tangent for you. Do you remember that time when we did the first Harry Potter and the boys and we couldn't stop abbreviating? Or yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That's the, probably so, the worst bit for an audience member. But anyways, RM, continue. So I sent this photo um, to Broden and I was like, Lol, I just found this photo from like eight years ago at one of your shows, right? So it's me, young me, Broden. Jeez, you are young. Do you have tips in your hair? I dyed my hair green in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Like man. the front of my hair is you green. You should do that again. Nah. It's like Jack Septikai. He's cool. He's <laughs> relevant for you. But then Broden said, I think you've sent this to me before. <laughs> and I said, oh, fuck. I'm a dum-dum. And then he goes, don't ever send it again. And then I said, I won't. If I do... I'll do a public apology. And then I sent it again. <laughs> and then I went, fuck. And then he went, Michael. And then I went, fuck, and sent it again. Um, and then he said, okay, I like it again now. And then I sent a picture of Sid, Millie, and Ollie, the mascots from the 2000 Olympics. <laughs> Isn't it cool for you that you're not only Mike or Radio Mike to him, you're Michael? Is that cool? Uh, it must feel cool. It's, nah. I mean, on 3AW, I do a weekly segment, right? Yeah, another and big drop. For, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Biggest radio station no, for the AM listeners out there. I wow. was there I was there today and the intro to the segment, I, I've never like publicly said this, but it's like, now it's time for Showdown with Michael Liberale. No and way. I, and I'm like, nah, this is a branding nightmare. <laughs> like, it is all over the place. You... Go full ethnic last name. I didn't choose it. If I was playing one of my gigs and the MC goes, and now it's time for Michael Dadazio, <laughs> I would cry. But that's okay. We should talk about that because we're both of Italian heritage, right? Sure. Like Dadazio, Liberale, yeah. um, or as the Italians say, Liberali. Yeah. But see, like I always, I always thought getting into radio as well. You look at, like, maybe this is just ethnic stuff, right? Because yeah. me and both me and you, I feel like we don't really present as super quote unquote woggy, right? Like, do you know <laughs> we what I mean? We can say that. Yeah, yeah. We, we can say that. None you of you can, have the whole part. If you're not that. a wog, you can't say it. No. But, like, I always just looked at people in radio who just had the whitest of white names. Yeah. Like, Hamish Blake, Andy Lee. Jack Post, Eddie <laughs> Maguire, Luke Darcy, Will Anderson, yeah. right? And then I'm just and like, Mike Liberale. Michael Liberale. I'm like, I've <laughs> got to do something about this. I'll never make it in this industry if yeah. I don't have a hooky name. And it's like, is that why like you go by Mikey D? Like, One million percent. I yeah. have an apostrophe <laughs> and two capital letters in my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if your name has a, if your surname has a character in it that is not a letter of the alphabet, yeah. i.e. an apostrophe, You've got to, you, it's you've just got to change it for mainstream media. Yeah, even on most government websites, they won't accept the apostrophe. <laughs> so how would it go down in the very white-dominated Melbourne market oh for radio? God. You know, that's actually a really interesting point because I was talking to my dad recently, and he was saying that um, when my nonno was like uh, came to Australia, mm. he told ever so my nonno's name was Istakio. Right? Yeah. Which is essentially the Italian version of, I guess, Eustace. Like the name, you know, oh, okay. you know, in Chronicles of Narnia, Eustace yeah. Scrub. Like, yeah. so it's not a, it, one, that's not a very common no. name. Two, the Italian version. So he used to just tell everyone his name was Jim because <laughs> that was like 
the only because no one would take him seriously with like an Italian name. Like, yeah, it's actually like was like it was basically racism at the time. Like he had to go by Jim, not Istakio, because otherwise he couldn't get a job. Do you know it, what I mean? It is really interesting listening to what our parents have been through. Mm. My mum was fresh off the boat. Yeah. At, I think she was four. Wow. And she laughs about a lot of the stories now. But some of the stories she tells me uh, are so traumatic. Like, as a kid, she didn't speak English for the first two years of primary school. Wow. She couldn't tell the teacher she wanted to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So you can imagine the horrors that happened with that yeah. as a four or five-year-old. And you think, wow, like, what the, the amount that they walk so we can run uh, mm. is... Oh. is Insane to me. I see it more and more every day with both yeah. of my parents. And I've, then I feel bad for when I was growing up and I was just a little shit yeah. all the time. Yeah. Till I was like 23, I was like such a little shit. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, my parents had like had a pretty... No, no, they didn't have bad lives by any means, but they like Tougher. didn't have it as good as I no. did. But you we don't really notice sick. that till you grow up, if ever. Yeah. And yeah, th- th- that takes a big adult flip of the switch that totally it's happened to me recently where you start looking at your parents as people and as adults because you start to understand what it is to be an adult yeah starts and, happening yeah. around like 23 24 when yeah. you're like oh because you start interacting with more adults and you mm-hmm. realize how flawed they are as people and then you're yep. like oh my parents are like just like these people yeah and Whereas, you can see them in your friends which is terrifying yeah and then you start hanging out with your parents in a different light yeah because you can now relate like we're paying rent You've yep. got your own house. I've got a house. Like, you start to really see eye to eye with them in completely different ways. Yeah. But that's the other thing. I think parents can never actually see their kids as just equals. I think for their whole... I, I don't know. I'm obviously not a parent, but it's like mm. I don't think a parent can ever not see their kid, even as an adult, as as not a child. Like they yeah. just always will see them as this child in need. And so she's Italian parents as well. Yeah. Like my baby boy. Like yeah. It's so different. Yeah, Their exactly. Their care factors borderline intrusive most yeah. of the time. Oh, so much of that. And then yeah. I, like it got to a point where I actually had to say to my parents like, hey guys, like I know you love me and stuff, but you need to find hobbies that aren't about me. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I'm a grown man now yeah. and I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. But yeah, that's a hard thing for an Italian parent to hear. Yeah, to let your kid go. I mean, in similar vein, like we had the conversation a couple of weeks back about how we interact with our parents and how there's some barriers sometimes to what we consider the norm nowadays and what's acceptable yeah. in comparison to what they consider the norm and what's acceptable oh, yeah. to say and think. Yeah. And now, I, mean, I was listening to Jane Fonda on Conan O'Brien's podcast today mm. and they were touching on similar things about how you just become more accepting of these things as you start to age because you realise what you had as a child in comparison to what I've had, especially for my mum, like in terms of her parents, so different. And the values that you were raised with that are your core building blocks as a human adult mm. now is so different to what I've been raised on. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to have these massive contrasting beliefs. Yeah. And, and discrepancies. Yeah. And yeah. You don't realise that. You're just like, why don't you think the exact same way as me? Like, yeah. how is it possible that I came out of you, but you are so different yeah. to me in so many ways? I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre, but it makes sense. Like, your parents grew up in a different time to you. They... They had a completely different experience of childhood, of adulthood, 
Like, even like I look at my dad, my dad texts as if he's writing a letter. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea of like just texting to, to like talk, you know how like sometimes me and you will just text, you know, mm-hmm. you text girls when you're dating and stuff. Like that idea is so foreign to him. Yeah. That you would just text someone, hey, what's up? Right. Like, he, he would just be like, hi, Mike, please call me at your next opportunity. Dad. <laughs> I love the sign outs as well. Oh, sign outs are just like, so the sign of like, you're not up with the times. If no. you sign off a text with your name, you're not up with the times. My mum's too hip now. She's got the bitmoji on her iPhone. Oh, I hate that. And my mum has that too. It's, it makes me uncomfortable because there's this very realistic little avatar <laughs> of my mum popping through. <laughs> when I say, hey, mum, made pasta tonight. And she gives me this love heart. I react like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Different. Weird. So, so weird. Mike Talks will be right back. First time listening to Mike Talks, I just wanted to let you know there are a bunch of episodes from across the years on this feed, including chats with Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, Jack Post from Hamish and Mandy, writer and comedian Ryan Shelton from The Imperfects, as well as comedians like Luke Kidgel and Ruben Solo. Go and check them out on this feed. They are all there. Plus, if you're enjoying this chat and want to support the show, you can send a one-off donation, paypal.me slash itsradiomike. If you think this chat is worth a dollar, shoot a dollar to that. Otherwise, be more consistent with your support, patreon.com slash radiomike and get a bunch of bonus podcasts while you're there. Let's get back to the chat. What are your thoughts on, like, talking about content again? Yeah. What do you reckon about the current state? I talked to Keelan about it and I know you heard that episode. Great episode. What are your thoughts on just the current state of content do you think it's oversaturated like do you think our brains are mush do you think it's good for us vertical video tiktok insta our brains are mush for sure yeah and we've you spoke about it with keelan the whole poop concept of being on the toilet and consuming things yeah the shit theory and that's almost how throwaway content is these days yeah i think it's harder I think from the perspective of a content creator, because there's now so many people visibly doing it mm. all the time thrust in front of you that makes it at least me feel like, why am I doing this when there's so many other people doing it? Mm. And that terrifies me. And I think because TikTok's so readily accessible, like you said, everyone's had a crack at it. Yeah. Everyone's had a crack at making a funny TikTok and they might even had success. And everyone's had a TikTok that just randomly went yes. sort of viral, like got yes. like 10,000 views. And they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. I think it ultimately boils down to the idea that, and th- that it's always been, you will never be anything unless you're consistent. Mm. And that's never changed. That's never wavered. And I don't think it's going to, even with TikTok being the new medium and reels and shorts. I think what I find interesting that we've talked about a bit, though, is, like, the idea of TikTok fame being so fleeting in the sense that so many of so many influencers or creators that you see, they all work day jobs. It's yes. not like they're making all this money. Like, even, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, you see people, they're like, oh, I got, like, a million views on this. And it's like, all right, how many dollars did you get from that? Yeah, no. Nah. Because if you're getting a dollar a view, fucking great. <laughs> But you got zero dollars. Yes. So it's not even like 
Do you know what I mean? And you see them all working day jobs. I work a day job too. I edit podcasts and I produce podcasts and stuff for people. I do sometimes paneling radio. You DJ. Mm. You used to have a full-time job as well. Yeah. Like, there's no... Like, sometimes people get sponsorship deals, but I wonder how consistent you can be income-wise just by making funny videos on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's social currency, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, you're following... It's social like, capital. Got, I think I've got, like, something to the tune of 40,000 followers and it hasn't changed my life in the slightest, which is the yeah. weirdest thing to say out loud. But it genuinely, in a business sense, that doesn't even have pulling power because TikTok followers do not equate to what Instagram followers do or what YouTube We have talked about do. that so much. Yeah. How it's like... And, I, and I'll say it, like, it, I don't think this is a a mean thing, but I see a lot of TikTok creators with like a million followers and stuff go and do, be like, I'm launching a podcast. This is my next big thing. They do eight episodes and then they, they're they like, what? Why did my TikTok viewership not translate yeah. to podcast views? And that exact same thing happens with big podcast companies as well. They're like, mm-hmm. all we need to do is sign people that have a million followers and then all of those people will listen to the podcast, but it's not. it does not work like that. It doesn't. And you have to hustle. Like my friend, and you know, Kate McDonald, who's a, yep, a football YouTuber. Great dude. Who has around 70,000 YouTube subscribers. And he got signed to Spotify. And he could have rested on his laurels and let them do everything. He's a yep. production company. Let them record, do all the episodes of the clips. But he worked his ass off. And every episode he went in early and he would create like three to five reels every single week for Instagram and TikTok Mm. and did that for the entirety of the season to prove to Spotify and to the other guys how worth it it was. Yeah. Because that's the level of dedication you need and he's got that ingrained in him. Yeah. But it's not enough just to get the thing and then, yeah, great. Podcasts aren't like, especially podcasts, that's an oversaturated market and the problem with podcasts is they're so long that no no one has the time to be a fan of more than two or three. That's really true, yeah. And I think as well with podcasts is like you – there's a difference between watching a one-minute YouTube clip – TikTok short clip Mm. and which you just are randomly thumbing, right? You're scrolling up. It comes on your screen. Oh, cool. That was fun. Follow. Bam. There's a difference between that and being like, I'm going to listen to this podcast for 45 minutes. All right, let's use Hamish and Andy. I'm going to now listen to Hamish and Andy's podcast on my way to work. I'm dedicating this 45-minute gap in my day to listening to Hamish and Andy so I can spend 45 minutes with Hamish and Andy. And I think that's more valuable than someone pressed follow on a TikTok because... 100%. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and I'm not saying like... And, and, and I think, like, I've, I experience jealousy a lot, which we've talked about a yeah. fair bit. And, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh, like, all these people with a million followers, fuck, that's amazing. Um, but I'm curious about what their plan is in terms of just monetizing, which is, like, if like I'm not at a point where I can full-time just do my own content, um, but I'd like to be at some point, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. It is a really challenging time for creators, I think, with TikTok being introduced and it's barely monetized. Mm. And hey, wait, while you're talking, elsewhere. just because Mike talks is super casual. You're I'm gonna just get gonna, a pie at the oven? Well, no, I have a pie in the oven and I just want to make sure it's not burning. So you keep talking. I heard a cat as well. Is there a cat? No, nah, there's a playground down there and you always hear the kids playing. I thought, so. I don't know why I think a kid's a cat, but we <laughs> moved there. <laughs> All right, you do tell me. I'm just going to check the pie. No, I, I just think it is a challenging... Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Oh, that's okay. It's just a charred top. But I think the meat inside is going to be easy oh, to... God. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's, well, it's a charred top for sure. And the outside's definitely more crusty than you'd like. But... <laughs> Ultimately, I think once you delit it, there's a lot of meat inside, and it's just he's got to crack open that egg and get into the yolk. Yeah, but I love the lid. I love the lid. Now, if you want to have a listen to the pie, here's what the pie sounds like. <laughs> you just <laughs> laughed over the pie audio, oh, man. Give them the, this is what the pie. There is a bit of sound there. You keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want to hear the pie. <laughs> That's a tough pie, man. I'm really sorry. Oh, the lid looks like it's going to be removable, though. I know I it's your favorite I part. Think we might Here's what I think you should do, because I love dunking the lid into the meat, but I think if you take the lid off and then take the meat out, then you can use the base of it as the lid. Not the same, but it's... That's a good pie. That's looking good. Now I'm going to... Should I leave it, or should I start eating while we're talking? I don't want you to have a burnt lid of your mouth, because you know when you burn the inside of your mouth, yeah. and then the skin peels off? Yeah. All right, sorry about this, guys. Mike Talks is just a chill conversation in my apartment. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> I think it's still professional, you know. I think this is real life, man. Yeah, this is what real life is. You're making a pie and you're doing a pod. I just said I'm not full-time doing podcasts. Otherwise, we'd be doing this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and not 7.30 on a, on a yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, if you were, this would be a much more professional setup right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, pi- pie gate aside. Pie gate aside. <laughs> it's a difficult time for creators when everything seems to be short form content. And the hardest part about that is it's less time spent with a viewer, yeah. which means it's less time to build the relationships. Yes. That is really difficult and seeing people navigate it. I think right now, the only thing people are doing is now the oven's beeping. You can edit that. <laughs> um, I think the only thing people the are oven, doing, I, I'm just going to turn the alarm off. On please. The- <laughs> I think the only thing people can do to, to circumnavigate that is by, being super consistent. And I think that's why you see TikTokers releasing three to four videos a day. Not a week, but a day. Wait, really? Who yeah. is doing that much content? The ones that are just like uh, lifestyle, almost vloggers. But vlogs used to be you could do twice a week on YouTube because you you collate everything from the week. Yeah, but like now, Philip DeFranco. Yeah, but now it's yeah. every day on TikTok. And that's hard. That's a grind. But that's how people are going to beat that whole lack of connection with the audience, I think. You know what I actually think is really interesting? Hear me out on this. So, because I've been doing a little bit of um, panelling talkback radio, right, at 3AW, which is a talkback radio station, and if you're not sort of familiar, it's like all the news of the day, we're just talking about it, getting interviews with people, getting listeners. Like, it's literally just call us up, what are your thoughts on Banks... Interest rates going up. Yeah, no up. music, nothing. What are your thoughts on Airbnb? Do you think it's unfair? Blah, blah, blah. Like people calling, it's all calls. And part of me actually thinks in, in I guess, a good way that in like those lifestyle people posting three, four times a day, they're almost like the talkback radio people of TikTok. It's like every issue of the day, I'm just going to do a TikTok about and say, what are your thoughts? Then read the comments and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we're just getting to this point where basically anything that happens, someone just goes, these are my thoughts on this, blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 see you soon for the next one. And it's like, that's kind of what Talkback Radio is. It's yeah. like, oh, we've, this happened today. What do you guys think? Do you know what I mean? This is peculiar to me as sports journalism because, and, and I've commentated basketball games before. Yeah. And even that, all it is, is speculation. 
Mm. No one knows what's going to happen in the game. Yeah. All we know is what's happened. And they're yeah. trying to forecast for the future. And a lot of time that's radio or that's TikTokers trying to forecast what's going to happen with a news event. Because you can't just talk about the current news event because everyone already has the facts. You can yeah. report on the facts. People want to know your take on what's yes. coming. Yeah, and your it's opinion. A, and it comes back again to what we are talking about before. It's just consistency. The radio hosts are there every single day from X till X, yeah. Monday to Friday, yes. every day. You, TikTokers you need know, to be the same. Oh, I'm in the car from this time. I'm going to be listening to Neil Mitchell in the mornings or whoever it yeah. might be on 3AW or ABC, Virginia Trioli or whoever's on. And even like I feel like Kyle Sanderlands fits into that. I yeah. know he's FM, but it's like... People in Sydney, it's the number one rated radio show. So people in Sydney are like, I want to know what Kyle's take is on what happened on fucking maths last night yeah. or what yeah. happened in Sydney. Do you know what I mean? And he's earned that. You know, hate him or love him. He's earned that for doing it for decades straight. Yeah. Has not broken from that. Hamish and Andy are the same and they're geniuses. And I know they're your bosses, so it's weird to, to big mm. up them here, but they're geniuses in the fact that they have used that whole break that they take across, you know, the three months, whatever the government it is. mandated break. Yeah, it's genius. They've made that a a bit. Yeah, that's, that's just true. them wanting a larger holiday. But they've <laughs> done such a good job of making the no, audience I'm get not, on board. I'm with not it. allowed to confirm or deny that. <laughs> I have to, the official statement of the show is that it's a government mandated break. Sure. Well, it's a speculate here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's genius that they've done that, and it's you know they've allowed them to have that break because any other podcast that does that. Is gonna lose listenership, yeah. Like, like at the hundred percent. Like, you stop publishing for a bit, people find something else. Like, it has to be in the feed. Yeah. Over, like a lot of them, they keep posting over summer, even if it's just highlights, just yeah. to keep the feed active and keep the show in people's minds. I think you have to, and that's one of the weirder bits about being a creator as well. Is I worked for that YouTuber Jazza, mm. um, and he always talked about breaks and if he was to go on a holiday with his family, that week he'd just have to make an extra six videos for the two weeks he's away. Yeah. that There's no compromise there because the audience needs to see him. He's got brand deals. Fun story about Jazza. I was fired by him. Oh, you want us to talk about that? I think it's, you know, it's been long enough now. Yeah, okay. Um, without getting too nitty-gritty into it, I burnt the carpet of their brand-new studio, <laughs> which I've told you about on so many occasions, but I just love saying it. <laughs> What did you do again? They, they had did you like drop a, a candle or something? No, they had an industrial heat gun that he used to dry his artwork, like, ah. his, like his water paints. Yeah. And so he, I was drying one of his artworks that day and then my socks got wet in a walk out at lunchtime. Mm. So I was drying my socks with this industrial heat gun on the carpet and this nylon carpet, which is like on the cheaper end, which melts really easily. Mm. And I just melted a patch, didn't realise, so he walked in the office and... A day later, I was fired. <laughs> or, Dude, a, or a couple of days later, rather. I have done so much. I remember, like, working at Dan Murphy's. Because I guess, like, you got if you got fired over that, I guess it's, like, the inconvenience of the, the money they have to pay to repair the carpet, right? I think it was more on the trust of, like, oh, oh no, yeah, we've hired this kid and he's burnt the brand new studio. Yeah, okay. What more damage could he have? Yeah, and I guess if you're working for a big company, it's a bit different. Like, when I worked at Dan Murphy's, I'm telling you now, man, the amount of beers, slabs of beers that didn't get sold because, like, they literally were just dropped on the floor, like, ten slabs at once of beer just, like, fucking yeah. smashed on the floor and you spend the rest Jeez. of the afternoon. Think of how much, like, 
A, money that loses them, and then the time you have to spend cleaning it up yeah. and, like, how clumsy and stupid you look. It's all captured on CCTV. Oh. But they can't fire you over it, and they just, like, you know, just clean it up. But, like, the amount of shit I broke <laughs> while working at Dan Burphy's just from sheer carelessness. Could you break it and then, like, a couple of bottles of salvage seed take them as your own... Loot? No, you no could spoils. definitely not do that. And the other thing is all the glass would get stuck on all the other bottles. So yeah, you couldn't okay. even sell it at risk of cutting a yeah. customer or something. But yeah. It's funny you mentioned CCTV because <laughs> when I burnt the carpet, <laughs> I thought it'd be a funny idea for my co-workers to video it for the vlog because I was in charge of vlogs. And I thought it was an obscure site for me to be drying my socks in the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> so my boss then got to watch back the footage <laughs> of me making an ass of myself. And Jazza watched that with his wife, the CEO, and saw me in the act of doing it. Wow. I think it was a pretty easy decision to fire me. Oh, that sucks, man. The only thing I'm nervous about is that he's friends with Zach Rewain. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan oh, of like Auntie from Auntie Donna. Donna. <laughs> and I just hate So that I was s- talking to Broden the other night. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him this picture. No. Um, so what What was the point you were going to make about the Jazza thing before getting into the, the um, firing? The point that I made was um, that he doesn't, if he takes breaks, he's still so huge on Dude. making content yes. for the breaks. That's why I was going to pick up on that and say like, because I haven't been on a holiday since I started my podcast. Sure. Have not been on a holiday. Yeah. Aside from like taking two weeks off over Christmas and stuff, but I haven't been like overseas traveling, which I'd like to do more of. But I think the reason I haven't is because I'm like, oh, but then I won't have a podcast out for three weeks. Yeah. Right. And this year I kind of want to maybe take a trip and maybe just, yeah, either. Well, I I always had this dream of bringing all my gear in a suitcase overseas and just recording it from a hotel or Airbnb. Um, But yeah, I'm just like, I don't want. I, I, I want to get to a point where, like, I can bulk record a few or do something to keep keep the show alive if I go away. Yeah, I think that's the burden of, of creating. <laughs> I, know, I, mean, I hate when I have to caveat things with, it is creating and it's a much nicer existence and going and, you know, doing a manual labour that's really hard work and, and yeah. it's gruelling hours. I hate doing that caveat because I think all work... Nine to five is difficult in oh, its own right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel the need to say it anyways. Mm. But, yeah, that's a, a major part is taking breaks is at most times detrimental mm. to a creator. Which sucks because it leads yeah. to just burnout. Yeah. And so, there's, you know, you've got to find ways to manage that. And for you, you know, having Pat on board would be helpful. Yeah. So if you are, let's say you go to Japan and you're recording episodes off your iPhone, you can just send him the audio recording and say, hey, do all the back end for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool that you can do that. Yeah. But also a lot of people can't don't even have the money to afford that. Yeah, exactly. Like but, I'm lucky yeah. I've got Patreon supporters and it brings in some money to the pod that we can use to help make the pod better and hopefully make more money and stuff. Um, what kind of content do you like to watch? Um, just a side note, are your oh. eyes burning from yeah. the smoke? <laughs> So we've both been sitting here since the since Pygate, since the infamous Pygate incident from seven minutes ago. Um, my, the, the, the smoke has just entered the room from the oven and my eyes are burning. I wasn't sure if it was happening to you, so I didn't want to look like an idiot by being yeah. like, hey, I have to stop because of my eyes. Yeah. I reckon what we do is we open this door. Oh, do you want to go and sit out there? Can we chat in the balcony? That's not right, we'll bleeds. go chat on the balcony. Yeah. Uh, can we bring the whole system out? Maybe bring I think on the so. wheelie chair? I think this will just... This will be all right. 
Sorry, guys, we're just migrating. It's so funny that we're both just squinting at each other for (laughs) so long. I didn't realize you were squinting. Hang on. I was really struggling. What we'll actually do is (laughs) let's check. All my t shirts are drying on the balcony. Sorry, guys, this is a chaotic episode, but that's what Mike talks all about. Tell him. Hey, Mikey, Likey, you know, you know, you know, our catchphrase is a friendship here. Why don't you sit there and I'll just keep sitting on this chair? You're going to keep copying the squint, huh? I'll keep. Nah, because I think now the door's open. All right, now Mikey's on the balcony. I'll pop this on the um, TCB pod Instagram so people can see how... My eyes are genuinely in pain. Okay. <laughs> Mike, too, I'm so sorry I've brought you into this... This. Uh... Where's the pie? Is it still in the oven? No, the pie's... Do you want it in the oven? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just wondering how much... You know, there's so much smoke involved. And I haven't even seen there's no haze. Anyway, it's not important. All right, what Wait, do you want... Are you... Now I'm like, the sun's setting and it's in my eyes. This is just chaos. We just close our eyes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll close our eyes. Because so. the audience aren't watching. We and don't need you, to Yeah, watch. when you're listening, you can't see us. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, we're so, watching with our ears now. So or just maybe I'll just get sunglasses. You answer the question, what is what is the, the kind of content you like to consume? I've gotten into the weirdest niche. I know you, Keelan, talked about Ryan Trahan. And he released this video the other week. And it was about making a little tiny microbiome in a glass tank. And after watching that, I was, I was watching with my girlfriend. We are both so inspired and so now I've just been watching glass tank microbiome videos. What is that? I don't understand. Like bacteria. Yeah. And then you'll put little insects in there. And they'll put, they'll make their own little moss walls and they'll put logs in there and they can put little creepy crawlies. And so it's a whole self-sustaining little, little universe. So you're watching this on YouTube? Yep. Really? Obsessed. And cooking videos. Oh, do you like to cook? I do love to cook. Okay. And what about... so far from what I normally like creating myself, but I can't watch what I like creating. It does my head in. But who's like a... Okay, so who's a channel that inspires you then? To create musical comedy. I mean, Tom Carty. Yeah, Then I can't help but look at Tom Carty as... as, Not competition, but as... Like from a point of of jealousy of, wow, you're so good. Mm. I'm not going to be that good. And then I just get in my own head. Yeah. So I find it really difficult to watch. I get that a lot as well. And I can't watch TikTok anymore. Oh. I just can't. Why? I find find it kills my mood because I'll be scrolling and things will be funny and there's some funny things and funny things. And then I'll find someone's hot take or opinion on something. Maybe it's political and maybe like it just, it just completely throws a spanner in in my day. It might be something really dark. And I like to be really selective about what I consume because yeah. my mental state, I'd like to think, is wildly fragile. Yeah. I love that you just put glasses on. You look so cool. I've got sunglasses on now because they're yeah. facing the sunset. You look great. Here in beautiful Melbourne, Richmond, 3121. <laughs> Dox yourself. Yeah, I find my <laughs> mental state is, is fragile enough that if I start consuming news at all hours of the day, like my parents do, like 60 minutes or whatever, I'll have a total... Meltdown. World meltdown of, oh my God, there's so much darkness out there. Don't so you reckon news is so addictive now though? Like pain and suffering in the world and anger in the world is so addictive. That's half of television on free to air anyway. It's like you look at maths and it started out for a second being, let's actually find people some love. Yeah. And now it's, how can we sabotage these relationships? Like, oh, this girl's really nervous about being cheated on because she was cheated on by a past boyfriend. Mm. This guy's a cheater. Let's pair them yeah. up. And it's just what's the there? worst combination with yeah. of people and what's, yeah, how can, yeah, it's and that's terrible. News I find is quite similar and just, well, why do I need, I say this to my mum all the time when, you know, a current affair's on or something like that. Why do I need to know that a local boy's died in a car crash? Mm. Mm. My dad will text me sometimes and go, hey, slow down. You know, people have been dying on the roads. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Dying most days. And the other thing with that is 
now, particularly with Twitter and online discourse, everyone expects everyone to be across every single story sure. that is happening. Yeah. So it's like someone will post a tweet like as a joke and they'll be like, oh, this is offensive because of this new story that you should know about. And they're like, oh, I didn't know about that. And this tweet has nothing to do with that. And yeah. it couldn't because I don't know about it. It's like, well, yeah, well, it's pretty telling. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just can't win. And if you disengage with new, like, and, and the other thing as creators and consumers that we don't realise is that there are so many people out there not on Twitter, not on TikTok, yeah. not on social 100%. media who like you ask them about some issues and stuff and they're like, I have no idea. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I find that's our biggest struggle with me and you is I don't consume much at all on TikTok or Instagram. It's mostly YouTube and it's mostly the bigger YouTubers. Yeah, okay. And so when I try and talk to other creators who have heavily invested in the scene, I just don't know about it. Mm. I don't watch it because if I start consuming, I just get into that rabbit hole of not creating myself. Yeah, okay. And it heavily hinders what I'll make as well. Yeah. If I'm always influenced by something else. Mm. Yeah. So it goofs with my creativity. What do you think is... Oh, well, this is sort of like the final questions, right? Yeah. What is a one movie, book, album, and uh, video game, if you play them, that you think everyone should play in their life? Can I... Do I have to answer every single one of those? Because I can, but just yeah. wondering if you want me to do I want that. You this to. is your podcast. I want you to answer all of them. Mikey Likey. Yeah. Can we Mikey get that? Lovey. Mikey... Oh, that's nice. Mikey Lovey. doesn't... Rhyme, yeah, but it, it it harkens back to the rhyme, I guess. Yeah, hey, so that's hey, man. Good We're handshake, yeah. Uh, movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, that was from like 2010, maybe. Yeah, Ben Stiller, <laughs> yeah, terribly advertised. One of my favorite films of all time. That great scene with Space Odyssey by David Bowie, yeah, and it's about a man who is like. Is he dying or is he just like, I'm going to live all my dreams? He's just lost in his life and he's always living in his head about yes. all these fantasy adventures he could go on yeah. until he has that call to adventure and takes it. Mm. And it's one of those classic stories of, you know, all what life will represent you when you just take the opportunities. Yeah. And he does and suddenly his horizons are opened and it's so inspiring to me yeah, to, cool. to watch that. So I haven't seen it for a while, but good movie. Worth a rewatch every year, I think. And okay. I try and savor my moments because I don't want to be able to quote it word for word mm. yet. Mm. But I just love it. I love it. The album, I think Flume's first album is so nostalgic to me. What's it called? I think it's just called Flume. Is that never the one with Never Be Like You? Or no, is it before that? that's his skin album. It's okay. the one before that. And it's the one okay. with the purple and pink album art. Yep. Uh, and it's just, I think it's, I think everyone thinks it's Flume in his prime. Poor guy's trying to escape that and do something different. But there's just a lot of nostalgia. I remember sitting on the uh, mum's carpet and just sitting playing Just Cause 2 on my PS3 one day mm. and just for hours listening to that album. Cool. And he's working with Chet Faker at the time, a yeah. Melbourne artist. And, it was just and he's cool. a DJ, of course. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Kind of like a music producer now. I don't even know if he DJs anymore. He definitely started there. Is that What else did you say? Book as well? Uh, book and video game. Video games tough. I used to game a lot when I was younger with my brother, mm. and we play like a lot of Tekken or a lot of Crash Bandicoot. <sighs> which Tekken did you play? Oh, that's casting it too far back. Yeah, I'd have to ask you. Do you remember which character you liked to play? The dude that shot fire. Oh, okay. Who was he? I don't know, but I loved playing as the panda. The pa- there's a panda in the Tekken Three. You could be a panda called Panda. 
Hell yeah. And then there was a kangaroo with boxing gloves as well. That's that was it. a good game. We should we should bro down after this. Loved a bit of Tekken. I think game game though, I still, throughout my years, the one thing that's been consistent, like I was a big Call of Duty head when I was a oh, kid, yeah. making montages. That's how I learned to edit videos. Ah, that was like my Just whole headshot comps. Genuinely. Yeah. Headshots okay. and quick scopes. Mike yeah. Scopes is my name. You'll be able to find me still out there. Mike, Mike scopes. scopes with a Z. Um, but Minecraft has always been the consistent. Yeah, right. Since I was a kid to now. And I think it's such a wonderful game for kids to play because it's not like those pay to wins or those ones where it's easy incentives. Yeah. The incentive for this one is creativity. Yeah. Like you, you just can go around mining and yeah, it's yeah. the Lego of the video game world. Yeah. True. That's a great analogy. Yeah. And I it's one of Minecraft. the biggest games ever now. Yeah. And it was created by one guy. And he's so depressed. Poor guy, billionaire and just mad depressed. Really? Yeah. Notchy boy. And uh, your final one, which was book. Yes. Oh, I'm such a sucker for Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, what's that about? It's about his life. Ah, oh, it's like an autobiography. Yeah, I've but never heard it. Bits and bobs of self-help littered throughout there. Cool. And I, I think that's one out. of my favorites. Or another one by some Navy SEAL called Make Your Bed. I think that was my big turning point for being genuinely accountable as an adult. Yeah. Of like my own mental state. Yes. And realizing Dude, that's it, such yeah. a liberating point of your adulthood where you're just like, ah. Yeah. Oh, I can't rely on other people to be happy. Like yeah. being happy is something you create. It's not, you can never be like, I would be happy if this person would just do this. If that's not how it works. And happiness isn't a random occurrence of, you know, you might go out to a gig and meet a friend and then suddenly it's a great night. Mm. Happiness is so much more tangible Yeah, in the smaller things. And I think the whole book's premise is make your bed, achieve something small like that and yeah. realise there's so much power and beauty in doing the small things. Yeah, right. That sounds good. And that just flipped my, like, as an anxious dude, that we've, we talk about all the time in the pool, which we will later on. Yeah, we're going swimming soon. Yeah, it just changed my whole perspective on on my anxiety and the fact that I actually have a bit of power over it, despite it being a little bit crippling at times. Yeah, cool. Yeah, go Love power. that, man. Well, do you want to plug all your stuff? We have a podcast coming out called The Share House. Yeah. It should be out by the time this is out. Uh, share house pot on Instagram. The premise of that is someone bring a gripe to the table about living in a share house. Mm. Two guys will battle it out and another person will mediate. Yeah. And we'll have guests. We'll have fan based gripes that yep. we bring into the table so we can settle it for other people. Yeah. Let's say you're living in a share house and you hate the way your roommate doesn't clean or housemate doesn't clean. You can submit that and be very specific. We'll battle it out We'll clip it, put it on Instagram. All you've got to do is tag the person and be like, hey, what an interesting idea. Yeah, that's You can good. be passive aggressive with it. So it's called the share house. Called the share house. Yeah. yeah. Is there a space between share and house or is it just share house? It's share house. Okay, cool. Uh, which I don't think is grammatically correct. I think it is. I just uh, wasn't sure. There's a red line that comes under. <laughs> oh, okay, <then laughs> Every time. Um, and then Insta and TikTok. Mikey D. Graham. Mikey and D. Graham. not Mikey D. is my TikTok that's popping. Yeah. As the kids say, but if you want to watch all the musical ones you were talking about, it's Mikey D official because Mikey D was, was taken. Mikey D, thanks for coming on Mikey L Talks. Mikey Likey. Mikey Lovey. <laughs> <laughs>